millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. This is um, an earth-shattering episode. Um, The axis of Melchester itself is about to spin wildly in outer space with this because this is just the the front cover. I have in my left hand the 30th of April 1983 issue of Royal the Rovers and the front cover... I've not seen anything like this, Sam, since the infamous Roy Race shot mm. um, cover from 1981. And it is, quite simply, um, uh, a newspaper advertising board that used to be outside news agents. Do they still have yeah. them? I've not seen them for a while. Yeah, yeah, but no one pays attention I anymore. I don't even know if newspapers are still a thing. But this is the one, and it's it's got that uh, crisscross metal grill across the front, which mm. gets opened up so that the new poster for the new day can be put into it, and we can see what the headlines are. There are like, the a lot of people in like advertising sort of regard the Evening Standard ones of those back in the day as the greatest ads ever made, because it right. was just really simple, and it would just say something like "Rockstar dies." Mm. And it would you'd be forced to in days where you had to buy the Evening Standard. Yeah, you would be forced to buy it, to and it would turn it. out it would be like the bassist from some band that got to number Pretenders. eighteen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you'd be like, oh fucking hell, maybe it's McCartney. Yeah. I better get it right. <laughs> but I had a selection of them because uh, my dad used to collect his favourite ones. He'd go up and ask the bloke. Oh for right, them. yeah. Um, he gave them to me. And I used to, in my old house, in my sort of office that I had there, I'd, I had them framed on the wall. So the best one that my dad used to have in his office, and I always coveted it, and then over the, after a few years he gave it to me, it just says, it's got, like they've got here, Melchester News, but across the top it says Evening Standard, and it just says, it's going to get worse. <laughs> all it says. And my dad had that framed on his office wall for years, and now I've got it. And there's a few <laughs> other ones. There's a few other ones like <laughs> Queen Mum in Nazi jibe furore and stuff like this. Like yeah. they're a bit more like over the top. Like there was yeah. one which I actually took down because I thought it was a bit mean spirited, but it was just a funny headline. It wasn't funny. 
but it just said soccer wife killed by wasp. Oh my god! Fucking <laughs> hell! Uh, but it's going to get worse. Is is such a? It's. I mean, I, I'll never know. I, my dad couldn't remember what it was referring to because it's like it's really old and yellowing. It's like he picked it up in the eighties. He'd just go up to the man and say, "Wait, are you done with that? Can I have it?" Yeah. I'm looking at. Um, there's a great tweeter uh, called Sarah Dempster, who oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, a writer, and she's tweeted one the other day. Of um, it's a copy of the the Norwich Express, possibly just hanging through a letterbox, and the headline on the front page just says, "It's nearly time to die." It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to come yet? Yeah. yeah. Anything good? <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> Same old shit. It's nearly time to die. A notification of my impending death. And of course, like. These things have disappeared now, these newspaper ads outside shops, but the um, the tweets that newspapers do now serve mm. a similar purpose. They won't yeah. give you the full story. They'll just yeah, give it's, you... It's clickbait, but these were the original mm. clickbait, these, original these clickbait, things outside shops, yeah. Yeah, now, sometimes there's a, there's, a, there's a method that some of them have where they'll just put a tweet and they'll have the link to the story and they'll just put... They'll, they'll almost moralise, they'll just say, disgraceful stuff. As if, yeah. as if they're standing there with their arms crossed and like unfortunately that's what sells judging. now is yeah. ju- 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 judginess is what sells because you see someone being judgmental and you want to find out you either want to think do I agree with this judgment has someone who I already dislike done something awful yeah. or am I going to hate on the news news outlet itself for judging someone who I think is innocent either way my reaction will be extreme. Yeah. Yeah. This is hard to believe, they'll put. And then you just got to click on it. Well, you just got to know The most common one believe. that you get at the bottom of articles is, you will not believe what the, that bird from the Wonder Years looks like now. Oh, yeah, Or whoever yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and I'm a sucker like, for oh, them. Fucking yeah. hell, I've got to look at this. And then you click on it, but it just there's just a load of pop-up ads. You never see what she looks like yeah. now. You go oh, into a get... vortex of terrible adverts. Or you'll get, like, 29 other people that look older now before you yeah. get the one you actually want to see. Yeah. Her from the Wonder Years. Um, <laughs> They've remade the Wonder Years, by the way. It's on have. Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It's quite good. I saw, like, the first three episodes. It's, it's quite good. It's quite okay. good. It's, it's very enough, sort of stylishly made. I ain't got enough time for all this culture. I really yeah. haven't. I don't know. I'm yeah. way behind on everything now. I, no chance of catching up. I tend to reading? watch ones that are... You, I, I, at the moment, I just always have to find ones that are palatable to the whole family. Yeah. Um, so it sort of filters it down a great deal, mm. what, what you can and can't consider. So, for instance, last night I was watching Loki which is the right. Marvel thing. And Marvel it's actually lad. quite good. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think, the, the, although I'm much more of a fan of Star Wars than I am of the whole Marvel superhero thing, generally speaking, the Marvel superhero shows have been much better than the Star Wars yeah. ones so far. I like all the Marvel films I've seen. But I'm yeah, they're on good. Them as well. I, I actually think the TV shows in, in some ways are better. Like, they're very stylized. Like this Loki one is amazing. It's sort of like Mad Men, but set in the future because it's all right, all, it's, yeah. it's basically office based. It's quite weird. I won't go into <laughs> okay. why, but it is an office based drama, right? And Loki is having to work in a fucking office, but the office is sort of <clears throat> although it's like in some sort of 
you know, futuristic fucking sci-fi hellscape. The offices themselves are very much sort of like they're designed in the sort of a mid-century Mad Men style, and so mm. all the outfits. So the whole fucking show's like brown and orange. It's really cool. It's like something Stanley Kubrick would have made. And then the other really good one was that one last year, WandaVision. Oh, yeah, lots of people that said was, that, yeah. That was really great. Well, again, and I'm, I'm not uh, into really the whole kind of Marvel universe. So I, yeah. I kind of have, I know about it through osmosis from my kids. I did used to read those comics when I was a kid. I was mm. really into them. And then I sort of became an adult, so you stop being into superheroes. You, you, you meant to stop. With any luck. Yeah, some people, some people don't. That's the thing. <laughs> no, exactly. But, well, the, that one as well. And then with the Marvel stuff, people say, oh, you need to have seen such and such a film to understand yeah. everything in this one. I'm like, yeah. I haven't got the time. I, what no. I need is a six-month amnesty on all new content. Just pause it, yeah. So that I can yeah. catch up. Mm. I can catch up on the stuff that I haven't seen because I'm just fucked otherwise. No mm. chance of us watching any well, of it. Well, yeah, just don't feel pressure to watch it all. I mean, it doesn't matter. Most of it's crap, you know, so yeah. it's like you don't feel the need to be up to date with, like, I have to have seen the latest show in case I'm at a dinner party and it's had a discussion. <laughs> and I have to fa- I have to pretend <laughs> that I've seen it even though I haven't. <laughs> oh, yes, They're the new production up. of Othello at the National. I saw it. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's just like a budget. Let's go. Listen, right? I haven't. Listen, I've been fucking. All my time's been taken up by watching fucking YouTube clips of Fred Truman presenting indoor league in the mid seventies, which I talk about on a podcast with a man in Sunderland. (laughs) And the rest of the time, I usually watch a place in the sun on Channel Four, but only, (laughs) only when they're in Spain. Nowhere else. Maybe Cyprus. Not interested in the others. Sorry. No. France. Count me out. Fuck off. France. What do I want to watch that for? <laughs> Who wants to live in France? Fucking uh, weirdos and perverts. That's who. And then and then I do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have in my left hand the 30th of April 1983 issue of Royal the Rovers. 18 UK pence this cost. Uh, in Australia, it's 55 cents. Malaysia, for some reason, is listed on the front cover as well. Uh, £1.35. And Ireland is 27 pence, including VAT, it says. Quite crucial, that. So mm. the main territories here are Australia, Ireland, and for some weird reason, Malaysia. And that includes the VAT. So don't come running to us complaining about aching. that. That's the government. <laughs> I'd love to sell it to you VAT free. I can't. Get yourself a good accountant and get yeah. it submitted as a, uh, an expense, an and expense. you'll get a refund on it a few months you know, In most sectors, I don't know what industry you're working, but you can probably <laughs> claim this back somehow or another. Put it down as entertain- client entertainment. You could say that you buy these and leave them on the coffee table in reception for people to browse while they're waiting. I'm not sure if children are allowed to register for VAT at the moment, but <laughs> certainly look into it. But apparently they are thinking of bringing that in. Just one of the many great things that Margaret Thatcher's cabinet have done for this country. <laughs> or if you're in Malaysia, it doesn't seem to be an issue. It just is a straight $1.35. So <laughs> they don't have that there. It's buy a it with impunity. It's, I tell you what, it's the fucking like the Wild West out there in Malaysia. <laughs> Get away with right. that. Right, so, anyway, and that newspaper ad thing on the front says, quite simply, three words. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Roy Race resigns. Fucking bombshell. Fucking hell. He's been dangling this like a carrot in front of us for weeks. And now, Andy, <laughs> let's talk about this before we get into the story. Knowing what we know so far, before we see yeah. what goes down in this story, in a, in the build-up, we know he's been. There was the whole problem over Tubby Morton. The yeah. um, the Sam Barlow, the chairman, and the rest of the board have been getting involved too much. Even some of the fans have turned on him. Do you think that he is? Do you understand why he's made this decision? I believe he's made this decision because he is um, an arrogant, headstrong arsehole and he quite fancies the idea of spending a bit of money at Walford. Mm. I feel Um, no... Is it arrogant and headstrong to, to not feel any loyalty to an employer? I don't feel loyalty to... I haven't ever felt a sense of loyalty to any corporate entity that has employed yeah. me. Not really. No. The no. individuals, yes. But ultimately, the institution, no. Zero loyalty. And I'm insulted when it's ever implied that you should feel some loyalty. Because I just think, no, fuck that. You're, you've always got the upper hand. I'm always being exploited. <clears throat> yeah. And I will go at the blink of an eye. Because yeah. I believe in personal freedom. I don't know, because I think that I did feel extreme loyalty to our price when I used to work there in the 1990s. Mm. And the idea of switching to HMV would just not have been possible. But what if HMV came to you and offered you more money and a more senior role? I I don't know. I don't think I would have done it. Would have loyalty played a part? Well, I would have gone to our price and said, look, this is what they've offered. Yeah. Can you match it? Can you even slightly match it? I, I don't want to leave. I love this company so much. Mm. No, I don't know. Different times. Though, I got. I when I left my job, I had a really cushy job in my early twenties. I was deputy editor on a nice monthly magazine. I was, you know, I, it was, it, I look back and yeah, I was probably privileged to be that young doing a job that was it was highly enjoyable, um, and I couldn't have had any complaints about it. But as soon as another job came calling and offering me more money. <laughs> Right, I was just like, "Yeah, fine, all right, I'll do that." And it was well, yeah, almost entirely on the base that they offered me a more senior position on more money, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, fine." It didn't. It almost didn't cross my mind why I wouldn't do it. Right, mm. and um, the other day when I was at the storage, I found when you leave a magazine, they do you like a a fake cover with you on the cover, and, yeah. and the tradition is they do cover lines that are. Gently teasing, let's say. Banter. But sometimes they go quite far. The headline on my one, the head, the main cover line, it's a picture of my face, and it said, ungrateful deputy betrays colleagues, right? <laughs> and I, when I received that, I would have just fucking laughed and thought, yeah, ha, 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 good, good one. You're being really extra, pretending that it's a betrayal. I know yeah. no one really gives shit. Now I look back. And I think, no, that line, I know who wrote that line, and I think that was coming from a position of real disgruntlement at my behaviour. Oh. And I think, I can see how I would have been considered young and, like, arrogant and just sort of like, yeah, fine. First offer that comes up, I'll go. 
But yeah. at the same time, I sort of think, why, why the fuck not? Just do whatever's yeah, exactly. put in front of you, especially when you're young. I mean, then when I got older, only in recent years, I've worked out that I, what I actually like doing and want to do so I can stick to that rather than fucking jumping around all over the place. Jalapeño. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. When you're young, don't let loyalty get in the way of just making, not corporate loyalty, human loyalty is different. Human loyalty right. is different. But when it's a corporate thing, fuck that. Here's, here's one. What level of loyalty have you got to this podcast? Let's hypothetically say to you that James Corden would ring <laughs> you up later today and suggest that you and he start a podcast about the Premier League seasons one by one. But the he'd loyalty want exclusivity. to this podcast. He'd want exclusivity. Well, for a start, that's an easy one to answer because you've chucked James Corden in. So you haven't said it was like someone who you know I really like. Like if James Corden's a bigger draw than I am, though. Let's face it. Well, then the the it's very easy for me to say no. I would not do that because I would not do it. Right mm. out of loyalty to you first and foremost, yeah. and the pocket and the cunters. Right. Right. Um, but it doesn't twenty grand an episode. James pick- Corden's offering you twenty grand an episode. Yeah, but then I think about Eddie the longevity wants, of it. Eddie only there wants was a, three three episodes a week instead of five or six that we're doing now. But 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 the the point is, mate, is that, that sixty grand time, a week, Sam. I would have gone, yeah. But the thing is, I straight away. Well, first of all, I'd ask my good wife, and I'd say, "What do you think of this?" And she'd say, "You fucking talking about James Corden? It'll be it, this will be done in like yeah, you might get sixty grand a week, and then in a month maximum, the whole thing will be over. And then where you you've been crawling back to fucking Andy?" Yeah. By that stage, Andy's already got someone else better than you on on board with Top Flight, and it's flying. The fucking listening figures have gone through the roof, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're probably doing it, your son, or Len, or both. Right? Yeah, 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 we don't need you anymore, Sam. It's much better. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just don't think there'd be longevity in that. So. Okay. My answer, with a heavy heart, James Corden, if you're listening, my answer is no. Sorry, but but no. Plus, it's easy to to also say it's because James Corden, I think, 
I'm gonna. I mean, he's a West Ham fan, so I, you know, I don't like to slag off fellow West Ham fans, but I think yeah. most people who listen to this would probably think, "Oh, James Corden's a bit annoying." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not yeah. really me. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't think it would be a good fit. So no. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, no, the well, loyalty yeah. that I feel to this podcast, to you, the podcast, yeah, and right. the Cunters. No, sorry, mate. You started this, and now you're going to have to live with the consequences. Is sincerely probably the most loyal I've felt to anything remotely approaching work, because I right. hesitate to call this work, that I've done, because it feels right. so much more personal. Like, I know you're feeling uncomfortable now, but you've got yourself to no, blame No, I'm not for at this. all. This is good to know. It's reassuring. Because it's, it's, um, it's so personal, isn't it? I mean, everything else... That you that I've ever done, you're doing it at the behest of of someone who's paying you, and therefore you have to compromise to some degree, which is fine. Mm. What it is you're saying and how you're saying it. Yeah. This is just this is like the people that have backed us. The opportunity we've had to just fucking talk and it to be one hundred percent real and raw. You're mm. never going to get that opportunity no, with anything that's else. Completely ever. True. That's completely true. People have said like regarding this and and mince like. Would you not consider doing it on TV? And the obvious answer is no, because you compromise it. You, you, mm. you have TV executives try to tell you what to do or tweaking things and changing things. Yeah, and it's it, a hassle it, as well. It, it, so it, it, first of all, it compromises the, you. The podcasts exist in the format they exist, and they work for a reason because yeah. that's how they're done best. If you were to do it on TV, it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't work. Lots of people, especially people who are already established in the world of TV or radio. Have, have come to me and I've worked with some of them and gone, oh, I want to do a podcast. But it's always really their agenda is not that they want to do a podcast. It's that they want to get a TV show or maybe a radio show and they think that a podcast is a good way to pitch Step that. Storm. And then the podcast is never good because it's like they're trying to shoehorn a format better mm. suited to another medium into a podcast. The, the podcast um, is the By medium. the way, when I was younger... I would have been thinking, yeah, maybe this will... And I, I probably would have, we probably would have been putting effort. Even you, and you're more chilled than I am, but even you 10 years ago would have maybe, if we'd been doing this and it, and it had, had the modicum of success it's had, we would have been thinking of ways to have pitched this to be something more, like to be a TV yeah. show or something. And now the, the honest truth is nothing has ever made me feel more fucking free, which is all man wants anyway, right, mm. than doing this. And the idea of compromising it by having any other cunt involved, do you know? Yeah, yeah, It's totally. just like, like awful. Mm. Imagine having to get up and go somewhere to do this as well. I mean, we Trousers used to actually go into Talk Sport to do it, didn't we? Yeah. To nick their studio. And even that now, that that wasn't that arduous, but it seems that way now that well, I, I mean, think sitting here on my ass at home in my tracksuit, the idea of was, getting a train. Yeah, well, for me, from for you. the northeast. To, yeah. to London. I know. Imagine that. I felt it was hassle enough. It only took me half an hour. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm so, glad we've 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 aired our laundry like that yeah. in that respect. I'm saying it not just for you, but also for the listeners because it's only the the, the subscribers listening to this, and the idea yeah. that you can say all this stuff, much of which is very um, raw, right, and and real, and you're like opening yourself up, and that there's people who are paying to listen to that. There's nothing better. Yeah. There's no better thing. I've done a lot of really... I've been lucky and I've yeah. been quite privileged to have done a lot of good, exciting jobs over the years. Nothing's better than this. Mm. 
I'm looking at me. Um, I've got a cup of tea on the go. I'm in my tracksuit. And what's more, there's some builders downstairs building my new pod shed in the garden as we speak. Yeah. So it's all, it's all, it's a bright future that lies ahead. But I, w- I will say, James Corden, if you are listening, I am available. Um, <laughs> yeah, notice I didn't even want to ask you that question. Because I'm quite emotionally vulnerable in a way. You're not, you're quite robust. I'm not very robust, so I didn't want to oh, get into that. Oh, I'm ruthless. Um, <laughs> w- fucking hell. We're 22 minutes into this episode now. It feels as though we shouldn't really begin getting into this whole thing because no read this first caption because like everything happens in this first thing sets it yeah. up yeah well what i was going to say was we were talking about the, the nature of loyalty and mm. we were i was going to say that this is football this is a different level of loyalty loyalty it seemingly exists in football to a mm. higher degree than it does anywhere else at least it does in the in the minds of fans in the minds fans of fans expect that loyalty from players and in the past in the 80s they would have got that because you had players that stayed at the same club forever and players that played for the club they supported and didn't rock the boat by trying to get moves elsewhere. Yeah, so, but having said that, there's a lot of mythology around that because, I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this with the West Ham community, but the truth is Bobby Moore stayed at West Ham for most of his career until right at the end when he went to Fulham. And I was like, yeah. Because I, I do think as well that that whole loyalty thing is throughout football, but you'll you'll rarely find it so intensely expressed. In the East End of London, where loyalty <laughs> counts for everything, right? And if a man is not loyal to his family and to his roots, then he may well find himself tied to a breeze block at the bottom of Old Farmer Thames, right? <laughs> like, Cockneys are obsessed yeah. with loyalty, right? Yeah. But this football thing, yeah, Bobby Moore was at West Ham his whole career. It is a fact, and people hate it when I say this, but Bobby Moore tried to engineer a transfer to Tottenham on more than one occasion. Is right? that true? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> because, because, because he, you know, they were paying what they were offering him more money, right? Yeah. They were probably doing better than us at the time. And he wanted a, he wanted a change. He wanted more money. He was he was the England captain. He'd won the World Cup. His stock was extremely high. There was no way in those days that West Ham were going to be paying wages that competed with the top teams who were playing in Europe every year. Of course not. It was just the same mm. then as it is now, really. Right. But that's that's so kind obviously of what I the said. World Cup. Yeah, the, the loyalty thing exists mostly in the minds of the fans because it's in the minds of the, the fans. Recent examples of loyal players are Steven Gerrard at Liverpool, and he was trying to offer it to fucking Chelsea. He got death on threats. That's occasion. the only reason he cancelled his fucking transfer to Chelsea. Because yeah. the Scousers are like, Harry, you can't do this CVG, right? That's Scouse loyalty. That's the best kind of loyal. We've got a thing up here where you're always loyal to your mates and your dudes. We call it lo- loyal. We call it loyalty. And if you're not, we'll threaten to kill you. <laughs> that's just the way. That's just us. That's the Scouse way. That's how we we'll are. threaten to kill you. <laughs> Maybe we'll follow through with that threat. Maybe we won't. That's for you but, to wonder about. Exactly. And no one ever, no one ever puts himself in the same position. Like, they're like, I can't believe he'd betray us like that. And you think, why the fuck not I if can't it believe, was you? I can't believe Dawson's gone to HMV. Yeah, exactly. Cross the Rubicon. Like, what the fuck would you do? 
What would you do in the same position in whatever line of work it is you do? The rival company comes to you, offers you more money, better conditions, a, a, a contract that is going to, um, you know, secure your family's future. It's about your family's future. You fucking do it. Fuck's sake. Don't take it personally. Be an adult. I mean, I don't like it when they go and then they slag you off. That's a bit much. Oh, me? That's No, no. I don't like it when they, a player leaves and yeah. then on top of that, like Frank Lampard is so unpopular at West Ham because it wasn't enough for him to just leave. He had to leave and then cunt us off at every opportunity for the rest of his fucking career. And because yeah. he's not the most likeable of chaps anyway, that he just compounded it. He said he just fucked up. He fucked off. He got the ump because his dad got sacked unceremoniously. And it's right. quite understandable. He could have played it and just said, look, I just felt... You know, Chelsea came and wanted to buy me and I was well, pretty pissed off because they were my boy at the club and they just sat my old man, so it was weird. Yeah. So I fucked off. And you're like, any right-minded person go, okay, fair enough. That's the thing, though. It's like lo- loyalty is like a pyramid. And loyalty yeah. to your football club is about a third of the way up. Loyalty to your family, that's right at the top. Right at the tip of the pyramid. Because you imagine, Andy, family trumps you everything. betrayed a club that was also... Your family. That's a double betrayal. And you're going to get killed twice. First, we're going to slit your throat. Then we're going to drown you in the Thames. <laughs> and then we're going to pull you out and slit your throat again. And then we're going to hang you in the town square. So everyone can see as a warning what well, happens to traitors. Frank Lampard, to his credit, he observed the cord of loyalty and he trumped family above club. And I can't quite right, but, and that's he should yeah. have played on that rather than said, I, I hate West Ham, I absolutely hate them. I hate all the fans, I've never I hate enjoyed the it. Club. I hate, I hated it the whole time I was there. He should have just said, Listen, oh, I love that crap, but they betrayed my dad and had some <laughs> loyalty to him. Yeah. I left, and everyone, I mean, it would have confused the Cockney community because they would have got all muddled up, yeah. right. I'm getting a blood behind the eyes now. <laughs> I can't work out which loyalty is more important. But eventually, as you've just said, they would conclude that family loyalty was more was more important than club loyalty. Mm. Yeah. Mind you, my my brothers support other clubs to me, and one of them supports Spurs. And I, you know, if Spurs are in a game. I always want them to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, Even though I know that their victory would make my brother who I, I mean, in, in any other situation, I would want the outcome to provide my brother with joy and happiness because I love mm. him. But when it comes to football, I'm perfectly happy for him to be heartbroken and miserable. It's strange, isn't it? I'm supposed to lose at every opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it there. We're not even going to look at the first panel, but it, all, all I will say is it sees a return of the family having their dinner that we saw many, many years ago. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> That's what it was stuff. like in those days. Telly on the table. My yeah. my my good wife would never let, let us watch telly during dinner now. Oh, do you have to eat dinner and talk about your day and things like that? So, I see the Prime Minister has got himself into hot water again. What, what? Is <laughs> all that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Let's um, just discuss the matters of the day. Yeah, we no also have... On. We also have Roy staring wistfully at his filing cabinet. 
But uh, that's a couple of things that are coming up. <laughs> we, will, we all do that once in a while, we don't we? We will assess this properly. We will do it properly. Have you noticed that Roy's always, Roy and Blackie are always dressed in... Whenever they're not playing or training, they're always dressed ready for the golf course, Golf wear, isn't it? Yeah. Just always golf wear. V-neck V-neck sweaters and either open neck shirt or in Blackie's case polo neck underneath it's golf wear slash bar wear isn't it yeah yeah. ready for the golf golf course they're probably going to release their own range ready for whether it's the golf course or the saloon bar you'll always be ready and comfortable and stylish in race Blackie wear the new (laughs) label available in your local gentleman's outfitters race grey fashions but the thing is, they're about to be split up. The dynamic duo I don't know about to be how split up. Blackie is going to respond to this, but it could—he he could something mad could happen when Blackie finds out. Well, we'll find out next time. So uh, tune in, or if that's indeed what you do, in order to listen to this thing. Um, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.